NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. and I am flying solo today. Steve Post is on his way to Daytona and Ashley's off doing some dirt modified stuff. So here I am. So we're going to call this uh, winging it wing nation because I'm not a talker like my, my usual host Steve is. So we're just going to have a little fun on the show today. We are going to interview Donnie Kreitz Jr. from the PA Posse, see what things are like up, up north getting ready for the season. And we're also going to talk to Carson Macedo from the World of Outlaws. Um, Hefner Racing Products Hot Topics. We're finally racing. Volusia. We had three different winners. We had Donnie Schatz, Sheldon Hodenshield, and David Gravel picking up the wins for the World of Outlaws. And then last night, Tyler Courtney was over at East Bay with the All-Stars and opened their season opener. He won. So those are our Hefner Racing um, Hot Topics. And Hefner Racing Products is easy to shop the entire line of Hefner Racing Products hrpracing.com from desktop or right on your phone in first time online orders you can use promo code mrn at checkout for 10 percent off your first order we're going to take a quick break and we have donnie kreitz jr already on the line waiting for us sage fruit is a premium grower packer and shipper of washington tree fruit apples pears and cherries and it's always an exceptional eating experience and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as Lionel and Chase Authentics Apparel Distributor has grown into the largest distributor of Diecast and now includes Auto World Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sandbass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing and support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. And on orders over $20, use promo code MRN for free shipping. Check them out, circlebdiecast.com. 
Welcome back. This is Wing Nation. We're going to go right to the Sage Fruit Hotline. First, we're going to speak with the owner of the 69K, Donnie Christ Jr. Hello, Donnie. How are you? I'm good. Nice to be here. Yeah. So tell us about the off-season. What is it like for you? I know you have some chassis seminars, um, but what, what is the off-season like for you guys prepping for, for the season? Uh, well, normally like the, the week after the last race, uh, there's a flea market we usually do in Carlisle that's pretty big with the parts store. Then we have one here a few weeks later in the beginning of January. We have the chassis class seminar, and in between that, usually get carts and stuff ready to, to sell. Uh, so we normally get a late start on, you know, working on everything really for the for the race team. Uh, but we're we're pretty good now. We could be ready within a week if we needed to be. So it, it's it's normally busy. It just never slows down whether you're racing or you're or you're working. <laughs> Donnie, you mentioned the parts business. That's kind of been a, a hot topic in our sport, really, in, in the world right now with the, the supply chain issues. Are you guys seeing that in the sprint car world with your parts, or are you guys uh, a little bit enough ahead that it hasn't become a problem? Uh, no, it, it's a definite problem. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, be, because of that, uh, we have the most inventory we've ever had since, since we've been in business, just wow. trying to stay as soon as we can get something we overstock on it. The problem is, uh, naturally, other people are doing that too. So now the manufacturers, when they have something, they mm -hmm. only have it for a day or two, and then they're they're out of it. And then, you know, and they don't know that they're going to run out of it that soon. They're not expecting this many orders, and they run out of it. And then it's because it's a problem getting materials and everything else. You know, then it's four months till they have it back in stock. Man, that's a, that's a snowball issue. Then it just keeps adding on to each other. So as far as the race car goes and, and the race team, are there any specific parts that you're seeing that you can't get or or you foresee it becoming a problem as the season goes on? Uh, steerings have been uh, a problem to get since the end of 2020, I'm going to say, from about November. Uh, rears, we've We've been able to get rears, but they, it's just been a lot longer than it would normally take. You know, this time of year, uh, both the main companies that make rears, you know, they're on they're on twelve weeks. Wow! So that's 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 three months. So like you know, and we can't even. I think we do have five here now, but we can't keep any, you know, in, in stock naturally. You know, and uh, guys, they kind of got to almost take what you what you have we try and keep as many different configurations as we can but you know it, it's it's hard to do nowadays you know you you kind of just try and get whatever you can wow that's crazy well we sure hope that somehow works itself out as the season goes on when when you look at your season coming up you guys announced a 30 35 or so race schedule um, what are you? What are the the thoughts going into the season? How is Davey feeling? How are you feeling? How's Lance feeling? What are your thoughts going into twenty twenty two? Uh Lance is good. I'm good. Davey's probably better than both of us. So <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, he's he's in the best shape of anyone on the whole team. I can guarantee you that. But uh. Uh, you know, he always says for the past, and I don't even know how many years he's 
probably since he's been 70 and he's 88 now. I think since then he's told me he's he's week to week, you know, <laughs> you know, pending pending his health. But uh, his doctor tells him when he goes for a checkup, all he tells him is that he's not normal because he's in <laughs> such good, you know, such good shape for his age. So but, you know, anything can happen when you're at that age. But he actually rebuilt. We have one of his engines yet. The rest of them are riders. And he actually rebuilt it. He wanted to rebuild it over the winter. So we're actually picking it up. I have someone's picking it up today. So he's, uh, Davey's always gung-ho to, to go, you know, he's really, uh, he's really into it. So he said he's going to make it, you know, every week he can, not unless, you know, something bad happens to him. Man, he sure is amazing. I interviewed uh, Dave Blaney a few weeks back for our, uh, our podcast, and we were talking about, well, he was talking about racing as you get older and his perception. And I was saying, well, how is Lance still so good? And one of the things he said, well, he's Lance, but he also said Davey. He, he gave Davey a lot of credit. What is it about Davey Brown that has, you know, obviously so much success over the years, but still, like you said, at 88, still ticking, still rebuilding motors. What is it about him that just makes him so, so talented? Uh, well, I'm going to say the number one, besides he's just so smart and, and thinks about things that most guys don't think about on the car and, and naturally thinks about it all, all the time. He just is such a blue collar, hard worker, whatever's, uh, you know, a tedious thing. Now he don't, because he lives an hour and a half, he, he doesn't really work just say in, in our race car shop. Uh, but you know, he'll come down a few times, uh, a year and maybe, you know, he wants to try something. We'll mess around with a car on scales or, or something like that. Uh, but anything that is tedious, no matter what has to be done, you know, he just gets after it and does not, no matter how small it is, does not skip over it, does not want to take shortcuts on anything. I, I mean, he just, uh, he just gets the job done. Yeah. Dave Blaney said that he remembered a, a time in victory lane at Hagerstown. This is years back where he said he, he looked behind him and, and there was Davey staring at the rear of his car, analyzing everything like he doesn't miss any detail. And he also talked about him watching a race car. What is it, what is it that he, I mean, obviously he can see what a race car is doing without having to get any feedback, but at his age, that, that, that attention to detail is just, it's amazing. It, it is. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll catch him every now and then on, you know, on stuff, but I'd still say his memory's way better than, <laughs> than mine at this point, you know, but he is, he, he is, he is amazing. And, uh, he definitely does not miss too much. He he has a knack, you know, for watching the cars, which, again, is amazing to me. To me, it's so much easier to crew chief a car if you've driven one. Mm -hmm. And and you yeah. would know that, naturally, Aaron. You know, you know what feel kind of you liked. And, and as you watch, you know, you can kind of correlate it maybe. But for Davey, I've never driven a sprint car to still kind of be able to do that. I, I just think it's amazing. It, it truly is. So I, I also want, I want to switch topics a little bit. I read that your daughter Cassidy is going to possibly run some 410 races this year. Talk about uh, life as is not only car owner, but dad, 
because now I have a daughter who's racing or not racing. She's riding ponies. And I have to tell you, it's one of it's, it's so nerve wracking watching your child do something versus being the one in the seat. Uh, what is that like to see her grow and progress and, and get her first shot to run some 410 races this year? Uh, it, it's fun. You know, it, it's neat, but it's exactly like you said. At the, at the same time, it's, it's very stressful, you know, even though it is like a, a fun family thing to do. And because we do, you know, sprint car racing, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it's very fun. It's very stressful. Uh, you know, she works, she works hard at it and does most of the stuff on, on her car. You know, I'll do a couple things here or there, but she really does, uh, does most of it and tries to keep herself in shape and she's looking forward to it. She was just, uh, I don't want to say tired. I mean, she's like anyone else that races, especially younger, you know, she wants to race a hundred times a year. She knows (laughs) it's not in the cards because, you know, we're going to run with Lance at all the races. So, you know, she's going to get what's left out of that, but, uh, you know, it's going to be tough. First off, going to 410, second off, only running. You know, she'll probably realistically only get out maybe eight or ten times, I'm going to say. Maybe if we can get some practices somewhere, we'll do that. But, uh, you know, she'll do the best she can uh, do. She's she's smart, probably start in the back in the beginning till she feels like, you know, that she's comfortable and, and up to speed. Actually, I should probably get your number and I should have her call you for <laughs> for tips on what to do. Yeah, us females were... are a little more difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mentioned oh. that she uh, she'd like to be running 100 races a year. Is that the goal uh, for her long term to be a full time 410 sprint car racer? I'm sure it was. So I told her it's prob- <laughs> probably not practical. I had to be the person to do that, you know. So, you know, I told her she needs to concentrate on her, on her job. You know, she went to college and, and she has a good job and, uh, you know, that we can still race and, you know, do a fun thing. But as far as that being, you know, being your career or hoping to be a full-time world of outlaw driver and, and getting paid, uh, it's probably not in the cards. You know, I, I, I just, I just think that would be a stretch. Well, maybe you should give her my number and maybe I can give her that advice to talk her into that. (laughs) That sounds good. (laughs) Donnie, we really appreciate your time. We wish you and Lance and Davey and Cassidy and the whole team uh, the best uh, best of luck this season. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Aaron. Awesome. That was Donnie Christ Jr. joining us from Pennsylvania. We'll have more, more Wing Nation in just a minute. Just like racing components, Aggressive Hydraulics purpose-builds hydraulic cylinders to perform for customer-specific applications. They design and manufacture mobile-style, single-stage cylinders, as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. Hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. They proudly design and manufacture all cylinders in the United States. Check out the video of their story at AggressiveHydraulics.com. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington tree fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown 
in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Um, up next on the Sage Fruit Hotline, we have Carson Macedo, driver of the Jason Johnson number 41. Carson, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be on again. Yeah, so tell us about, we'll, we'll start off with your off-season. You were one of the very few drivers that went down to Australia. Tell us about, first of all, I want to know about the quarantine experience, and, and then just your time down there altogether. Yeah, so believe it or not, things got a little bit better in the last few months prior to me going there, and um, I didn't have to quarantine at all. Uh, I did 72 hours at Sean Dyson, Sean Felicity Dyson's house, which to me wasn't really quarantine anyway, because I probably would have been there hanging out anyways. Um, But just the process to get over there was really challenging, uh, trying to get all the visas approved and jumping through all the hoops that they, uh, you know, wanted me to jump through in order to prove that I obviously didn't have COVID and that I was going over there to uh, not spread it around, I guess. So um, overall, though, it was a great trip. I'm Sean Felicity. I've been going over there for uh, this past year was my sixth season. And um, it's just a, a great way for me to catch up with people that are like family to me, uh, Sean Felicity, their kids, uh, Peyton and Cruz, and also stay in the seat and keep racing uh, while everybody else is in off season. Yeah, there's one thing I wanted to ask you. I feel like every year we've talked to drivers about going to Australia and you know, staying on top of their racing game. But at one point it became most drivers were doing something in the offseason. But this offseason, other than Chili Bowl and the, the Tulsa shootout, you were really one of the few drivers who got to race all winter long. Do you think that really will be an advantage now that we got the season underway here? Uh, I mean, I definitely think that it always is an advantage to just stay in the seat. Uh, and keep as much seat time as possible but more than anything just for me it's just a a way to uh yeah just stay sharp stay in shape and then obviously australia is a beautiful country so Mm -hmm. uh do a little vacationing and have some fun with shauna felicity and uh, i do think that it helps i know james mcfadden was there racing with me as well obviously he's from there so uh, it was a little bit easier for him to get back and forth but uh I, i i do think it's a huge advantage and uh, it's a lot of the reason why I do it in the off season uh, is just to stay on top of it. And I feel like it's helped me progress in my career quicker than maybe some other drivers have been able to, just because uh, I've never stopped racing. Like in the last six years, I've never really had an off season. So um, last year, you know, because of COVID, I guess it was probably my closest thing to an off season, but we still did quite a bit of racing going down to Arizona and running. Um, some 410 stuff and Chili Bowl and running major races at the end of the year. And uh, I stayed pretty busy. So uh, I do love going down there, and I'm glad that uh, it was able to all work out. So you kicked off the season with the World of Outlaws this past weekend at Volusia. You had a, a couple of solid runs. Talk about, you know, how nice it was to get back with Philip and the team and to get things underway here in the U.S. Yeah, it was great. Uh, we, we, you know, JJR has worked extremely hard in the off season to build a, a first class organization, and um, you know, with Alba, Dennis Alba, and uh, coming on board as a major sponsor of ours for this year was pretty exciting. And I just feel like everything was so well prepared, like as expected. Philip Dietz is 
uh, incredible. You know, him and Brooke have done a great job taking over reins as a car owner of JJR. And then um, obviously on the crew chief side of things, Phil is uh, one of the best. So uh, Clyde Knipp, Nate Repitz, our other two guys and that, that make up our team. And uh, it was just exciting to get going. I feel like it was a bit of a bummer to have those all-star races rain out prior to the outlaw season starting at Volusia, but um, just felt like, uh, you know, the first night was really different than we have ever seen. It was really, really rough and heavy. And, um, you know, I, I ended up running out of tear offs late in the race and uh, just, just, uh, yeah, it was probably not exactly the start that we were sort of hoping for. Um, but the second night had a really good night charge from 16th to fourth. And then the third night ended up 10th. So uh, probably not exactly the start that we were hoping for as a team. I think we were, you know, last year we left Volusia leading the points uh, after East Bay. Um, so, you know, your expectations are, are high and you're hoping that that is the case again. Uh, you know, it's not this year, but, you know, I know that we have a really good team and, uh, I believe in my guys and, and our equipment and our sponsors, and I know they believe in us, and I think that we can uh, overcome that uh, in weeks to come here. And going into this season, did you and the team look back at 2021, and you had a great season with the World of Outlaws last year, but are there parts of your program that you analyze and you hope to work on this season? Yeah, I mean, you always want to get better, right? We just have our racetracks that I feel like we're, we're we have a really strong package at, and then I feel like there was – you know, probably two or three racetracks where we actually sat down and said, look, we need to go try and do some testing there or just try and make that a strength in our schedule instead of, a, you know, oh, we just need to go there and get through this place. Um, so, you know, there's just you're, you're always going to look back and at the end of the year, you kind of evaluate, OK, well, how's, here's how our season went and here's the, the difference maker. This is what's going to get us to that next level to maybe compete against Brad and David. Uh, and be able to overcome, you know, that beating them maybe. So uh, running third in the points last year, I thought was really respectable. We won 11 races and um, had a lot of success. So there was a lot of things to celebrate and, to, uh, you know, definitely be proud of. But at the same time, you, you, you want to improve on those weaknesses. Another for me was just finishing, you know, Brad last year finished every single lap uh, that of every single world of outlaw race throughout the whole schedule. I think that's really important in order to bank those points and win a World of Outlaw Championship. So ultimately, that's our goal at JJR, and that's what we strive to do. So, you know, uh, for me, it's just finishing all the laps, putting together consistent runs, and of course, winning races. Like, you know, you're never having fun if you're not winning. So ultimately, we want to win as many races as we can, but just put a lot of emphasis on finishing all the laps and, and improving on those weaknesses, some of those tracks that maybe we uh, don't feel like our strong suits are net right now. It's amazing to me when you talk about you just wanting to, to finish laps and can complete races. When you get to that top group and, and finish third in points, it's every single detail that you now have to pay attention to because the competition's so tough, isn't it? Yeah, and you look back through the year and you always have those nights, right? Like, oh, well, you know, if we wouldn't, this wouldn't happen and that wouldn't happen. And, and you start adding them up and you're like, well, that there's the difference, you know, so... Uh, it's just a tight battle, and it's easy to get behind uh, because everybody's so good every night. Yeah. You mentioned your new sponsor, Alba, earlier in the, in the conversation. Tell us a little bit about them. It's always great for our sport to see uh, new companies and new sponsors involved. Yeah, so um, they're an Iowa-based company. Uh, they actually sell farming chemicals, 
uh, such as like Roundup and uh, chemicals similar to that. Uh, Dennis has just been a fan of the sport uh, and approached Phil last year about coming on board as a sponsor and um, came on board last year in a small way and got involved and then ended up in the offseason putting together a deal with Philip to be our primary sponsor on our car this year. So like you said, um, it's always good to see sponsors come into the sport, but especially when they come in at that kind of magnitude, I think it, you know, is really important for sprint car racing. And I think sprint car racing as a whole is in a really good spot, um, you know, with dirt vision and flow mm-hmm. and all these streaming services nowadays, a, a guy like Dennis Albach can get involved and watch every single race, um, no matter where he's at, if he's at dinner on the beach or, at his house or, you know, it doesn't really matter. You can, you can tune in on your phone and, and watch every lap. So uh, I know that's really important for all of our sponsors at JJR and I'm sure other teams share that same uh, enthusiasm when it comes to those streaming services. And then, you know, I was just talking about this morning with uh, my trainer, uh, Drew Mattis, you know, a lot of these cup drivers are now getting involved and, and I think that's going to hopefully drive more views to our sport as well. You know, we had Alex Bowman at Volusia there at the end of the year. Chase Elliott ran one of these cars here at Tarleton Racing. And then obviously Kyle uh, coming back and racing all the time. So uh, I just think our sport's in a really good spot. We have a lot of huge naming rights sponsors, I feel like, coming on board. And um, I think it's only going to get bigger and better. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we certainly have to agree. Carson, when you look at the 2022 World of Outlaws season, um, are there any particular races or, or areas of the country that you have circled? We know Knoxville and Eldora and, you know, Williams Grove are always big ones. But are there some other races that are important to you this year um, that you are looking forward to? Yeah, I just think, you know, it's it's hard to not think about the big financial races. But, um, you know, I think that the Houston's race is going to be a really big deal. They're paying a hundred thousand Todd queering and um, Houston speedway. Uh, then the Jackson nationals is also going to be a big event. You know, we always look forward to the, uh, the national open, the, the, like you said, um, the Knoxville nationals, the Kings rule. I think the adding of the historical big one at Eldora is going to be a really cool event. Um, and then, you know, Brad sweet, Kyle, Larson and Colt, my buddy Kobe Copeland have taken over Silver Dollar Speedway and they're going to bring back, you know, I think the old Gold Cup, hopefully that we knew before at Chico where, you know, it was just such a big event. It paid more money. It was over the course of more days. And I just think that that's exciting for somebody that grew, grew up in California and has always seen Gold Cup as, as such a big event. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Skagit Nationals, I feel like that was a huge event last year we saw a lot of fans turn up and sold out crowd all three nights uh so yeah I I just think that you know we just left Volusia and um you know it was three nights of just absolutely packed crowds and tons of people there I've never seen that big of a crowd there uh hard to get in and out of the pits with that there's so many people walking around it was just really good to see so like I said I think our sport's in a good spot I think more people are watching than ever and um it's good to see. It really is uh, exciting to see. It just gets such recognition lately. It certainly is. Well, Carson, we always appreciate your time. We uh, look forward to watching you this season, and we wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys having me on always. Awesome. Thank you very much. That was Carson Macedo who just joined us. There'll be more Wing Nation in just a minute. 
Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as a Lionel and Chase Authentics apparel distributor has grown into the largest distributor of diecast and now includes Auto World, Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sam Bass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing, and they support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. On orders of $20 or more, use promo code MRN for free shipping. You can check them out at www.circlebdiecast.com. Aggressive Hydraulics provides solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. For instance, agriculture, construction, defense, emergency services, energy, food processing, forestry, marine, mining, railway, and even truck equipment. They design and manufacture mobile-style single-stage cylinders as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no one-size-fits-all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. Check out their story at AggressiveHydraulics.com. Engines 410. It's the 14th raffle car they've had, and all proceeds go to the Sprint Car Hall of Fame. It's $20 per ticket or six for 100. And this is a biannual drawing, so this drawing will be this December of 2022. Go to www.sprintcarhof.com for more information. Well, that about wraps it up for today. Um, as I said before, this was going to be a winging it version of Wing Nation without Steve because I'm not nearly as talkative. And I want to just uh, mention to check out all our social media pages of Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. All of our old shows are on there. And as we've mentioned uh, previously this year, we have a new thing on Thursdays with our podcast. I'm going to be doing one called, as you know, it's one. My first one with Dave Blaney is already available to go watch. Then we have the post office, which is Steve's show. And he'll interview. He already has one with um, Wayne Johnson. And Ashley's got some fun stuff in the works for her show. So make sure you check out our Thursday podcast. And I just want to thank, again, Donnie Kreitz Jr. and Carson Macedo for joining us today. But more importantly, I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listen to me flying solo today on Wing Nation. Ah.
Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com.